Hello, people. Welcome to the When in Yorkshire podcast. I hope you're all very, very well. This is an absolute treat of an episode, especially for anybody who likes to know about the hidden workings of the live performance industry. And I get to chat with the nicest guy around. This is episode 56 and features Mr. Tom Campbell, who is a lighting and production designer. I met up with him whilst he was in Leeds making Skunk and Ancy look amazing. Um, they look amazing anyway, but he really did a fantastic job. Um, I believe he, he does ask me to uh, to confirm that during our conversation, and I'd like to 100% confirm awesome job. This chat could quite easily have gone on for a couple of hours. Um, if I wasn't fully aware that I was holding Tom back from eating, I would have probably pushed it for another 20 minutes. Um, so sorry, Tom, I'm pretty sure you were hungry after this chat. But Tom gives a great insight into the way that he approaches production design, um, his journey to where he is now, and some of the gigs that influenced and inspired him. Um, we also chat about his crew-focused clothing and accessories brand, Standby, which is spelt S-T-N-D-B-Y. And this produces high quality accessories and clothing that look amazing um, and they are suitable for the challenges faced by touring crew worldwide. Now, I might not be a part of this world, however, I will be upgrading my podcast equipment bag to their beautiful backpack. Um, I've posted a link to their site on here and you can use the promo code WIY10 to get 10% off your order. Go and check it out. The stuff looks amazing. Um, and these are ethically sourced and produced garments. And they, they look great. And as I said, they'll withstand the challenges of life and whatever you want to throw at them. Um, I think that's enough from me. Let's get on with the episode. This is episode 56 with the absolute delight that is Tom Campbell. So I'm here with Tom Campbell. Um, and you are production designer and currently out with Skunk and Nancy. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking me to do this. This Mate. is... Uh... This is uh, very, very fun and very interesting. Nice to meet you. You're welcome. Yeah, you too. You too. So, um, yeah, I've been, as I said, I've been kind of stalking you a little bit to, to <laughs> make this happen for a few months. Because um, it was originally going to be when I was here with Hellas for Heroes. Yes. And then obviously COVID ruined that for everyone. And, Absolutely. Um, I think that's going to happen next year. Um, but yeah. It's I nice very to... much hope so. Yeah. It, it will. It, it certainly will do. I just, I, I just don't know if it's been announced yet or not. I think yeah, I think, I think, I think dates have. I think yeah, dates yeah. have. I'm can't just, keep, yeah. can't really keep track with what's in my diary and what's public. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine <laughs> things have changed quite a lot for you over the past sort of two years. Um, so first of all, yeah, you, you're out with Skunk and Nancy. We were meant to do this with, um, with Hells and 100 Reasons. So it would appear that you just, well, not just, but that you work with my favourite bands um, <laughs> for a start. Amazing. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Skunk and Nancy are probably my all-time favourite band. Have been since I was about fifteen. Um, yeah, and they've been going for a while. Yeah, they've been going yeah, for a while. Yeah. But um, they are genuinely the nicest people I've worked mm. with for, for a long, long time. They're just—it's very easy, very relaxed. Um, they're very supportive of having production. That's, yeah. that's, that's always the first thing because it's, it's a big expense on yeah. for, for, for any band. Um, skin knows when we're having the initial zoom calls she knows what fixed what type of fixtures are and mm -hmm. what they do and that makes me want to push those fixtures even further you know yeah. what i mean just just to show her something something new yeah, yeah they've been doing this for, for a long time and, and they care about what they're doing and that makes me want to do more and go a little bit further than yeah yeah I can, I can imagine if you've got somebody that knows what they're talking about and already potentially has some ideas that that encourages you to go yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that's the basics. I don't need to talk to you about that. Let's see what else. We there, can make yeah, let's thing. not waste our time on what a light is. Yes, yeah. this, this is how we push the envelope of yeah. that light. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. You know, I mean, um, we mentioned Hell is for Heroes. And yeah, they must be. We we have a lot in common then. Cause Absolutely. Yeah. But in fact, Hell is for Heroes and Hundred Reasons. Both. One hundred percent. Yeah. But um, when I was in college in inverted commas, yeah. learning how to do lights, um, like a, a theatre B-Tech, a technical mm -hmm. theatre B-Tech. On the bus, I was listening to Hellas for Heroes, The Neon Handshake, and um, it was a very nice circle, a nice come round. In fact, the three, the, three, the three records I was listening to were The Subways, Young Fraternity, yeah. Sixth, like all of the Sixth stuff in, yeah. in that era. Discography. 100%, yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and Hellas for Heroes, The Neon Handshake. And I've now lit... The Hellas for Heroes Neon Handshake fifteenth uh, anniversary tour, the Young Fraternity Subways fifteenth anniversary tour, oh, nice. and they weren't the biggest the tours. Discography, uh, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Well, I've been working with Six since twenty fourteen. You know, wow, since, they, so you since they've come back That's on. Amazing. So the three bands I was listening to on the way to unit yeah. on the way to 
college to to uh to do these things um well, to, to to learn how to do lights was they've, they've come back around and yeah that's that's a huge privilege you know that, that's the that's a perk of the job absolutely you the bands that i do class like hell is for heroes one of my favorite bands of all time mm-hmm. getting an email landing your email say getting an email landing in your inbox that says would you like to come and work with us I had to delete the email that says I'll do it for free. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I've got to remember this is a business now. Like, <laughs> yes, like yes. all these, my passion projects, like yeah. they're, they're not necessarily the biggest tours. They're not necessarily the biggest, um, budgets or whatever, mm. but they are what I have learned to do lights for. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I'm, I'm very grateful every, Absolutely. every day. And I think COVID, the COVID break, like I, I don't think we should go on too much about yeah. the COVID break, but, um, it's, it's made me realize that a little bit more that actually in 15 years where, I was non-stop. Mm. It's um, I've ticked a lot of boxes, and yeah. I'm quite proud of that. Give you time to sort of sit back and reflect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I wasn't necessarily aware how much I'd done in that time. And and where, like 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 we said, the three, those three artists in particular mm. stood out of going. That's a very nice turn of events, you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And I guess so. You've you kind of started on what I like to to go back with, but. We'll take it even further back. So, music, I guess you've you've mentioned it was a theatre B tech. Yeah. Um, so you've got a background in theatre there. Yeah. Um, so musical wise, uh, in terms of gigs, but in terms of taking it even further back, what's your earliest musical memory? That's interesting. Um, so I, I, I I've always been in bands. I've been playing drums, but even even before then. And this is this is a niche, but my mm-hmm. my parents aren't really into music. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't say they're into music. They're into what they like. But I remember <laughs> this is fuck. Can I swear? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this is fucking niche. Um, we went we were on a holiday when I was like seven, and we went mm-hmm. to watch a band called the Baron Knights okay. in like a holiday park, and it was the first time I'd seen a live um, live band mm-hmm. set up a, a drum kit coming through a PA. I was like, okay, that's cool. I like that. And then. I've actually never put two and th- those two things together before, but um, yeah, that, that was the first time I'd ever seen live music. Yeah. We were in primary school, and um, what sort was, of what sort of stuff was it? Shit, just shit. Just, it was just, yes. just, just like, just, stuff. No, I, just I can't even really explain. Not it. even just, done um, well. Yeah, just just going. Yeah, I can't even really explain it. It's, it's a little bit, kind of a little bit like Monty Python mixed <laughs> okay. with they're actually being serious. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, well, I, th- I think that's the only way I can describe it, and I don't yeah. even think that's accurate. But um, yeah, it, I, I don't think it, it's not comedy, but it's funny. Right, okay. it's that bad. Excellent. <laughs> to I'm me gonna, anyway. I'm gonna have to go on, on sorry, a YouTube but, hunt. See well, if I yeah, can yeah, find yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to <laughs> after this. We'll have to have a little look. Um, but then, in a in a more serious term, I I I, I made a link in in senior school that of. Uh, doing the the lights for the school plays, mm-hmm. and at the same sort of time, I started going to gigs. Like I went to see Muse on the Absolution tour, yeah. Um, and I quickly realised that the lights, which I already do in theatre, and the drums that I already do, they're so interlocked, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit more exciting. And for, to me, it was a little bit more exciting in, in that in that gig environment. Also, what, like watching Slipknot DVDs and all that sort of stuff around okay, two thousand two, yeah, two thousand three. You know, what I mean? show, big yeah, yeah. big productions. So I, I kind of put the link together between the theatrical elements of, of a theatre show where lighting is used for setting a time and a place mm. and the mood and all this sort of stuff uh, uh, to where it's the backbone. Well, I, I, drums are the backbone and the music and the lighting follows that in, mm-hmm. a, in, a, in a concert scenario. And good lighting, you shouldn't notice good lighting, you know what I mean, until okay. it's like a real push. Good, good lighting is a, it's just there. Yeah, You should only notice it when it's... In, incredible and a big big statement piece mm-hmm. or and it, i'm talking like in the same show so 80 percent of a show you shouldn't necessarily notice the lighting unless it's bad because yeah, okay. it's there doing a job and then when you have a big push moment mm. like a big silhouetted moment that's when you you should notice the lights because they're doing something that's yeah pushing drawing you know? your attention does that make sense like yeah um, yeah so it's there to enhance the, the music yeah. and not not distract from. exactly the band are always the focus is what i'm yes. trying to say and i think sometimes that's forgotten mm. um uh whereas you can lights can be at a hundred percent all the time, and by hundred percent, I don't mean intensity, but doing everything that they can do all the time. Yeah. Sometimes that's distracting to the band that people have actually paid money on uh, money to see. So, um, yeah, I've gone on a bit of a tangent yeah, there, no, but yeah. it's, uh, it, I quickly made the link basically between being a drummer yeah. and like like learning how to play drums, like mm-hmm. playing Chili Pepper songs and all that sort of stuff in, in a in a small three piece band with my mates in like year seven, year eight, yeah. and year nine, and then being the only one who could figure out how to program the 
the house, the 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 school lighting desk, and right. then so that's how you that's how you jumped into well, yeah, that. Well, yeah, no one else was interested in that. You know, what I mean, so everyone else was trying to be the lead lead yeah, role yeah. in the in the school play. I was like, oh, actually, I, I want to go this way and have a, yeah. a little look at what's going on behind the scenes, and and uh, I ended up in year eleven teaching an after school class to because they were worried that no one else could do it. So I end, we ended up having a technical <laughs> theatre after school class There's that I ended up teaching. Point of failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom's about to leave because he's not coming. He's not staying for sixth form. We need to do something. Um, and Amazing. that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Did they employ you? Did you get a badge? Uh, no, <laughs> they didn't. Uh, no, nothing like that. I just did it because. Because why not? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Pass on the knowledge. Pass on the knowledge. For sure. Yeah, that's great. I'm like my um, so my parents are, are quite sort of theatre based, um, nice. so yeah, I grew up in a lot of drama studios and stuff, and um, and yeah, my dad would often do tech in stuff for for things. So Wicked. yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of um, a lot of yeah, behind the scenes and yeah, up in lighting rigs in um, yeah. in theatres and a, stuff. Up a, sca- up, a, up a scaff tower or something like yeah, that. Yeah, once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To go and get some. <laughs> To go get some gaffer tape and then throw it at a stage manager who would piss my dad <laughs> off. I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because my dad was lighting something like Care Bears the Musical on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so we were in in the in the lighting box watching, and every now and then my dad would say, "Press that one." And press it and just watch the, watch the flood of light happen on the stage. Yeah. And that was exciting. But then, the, yeah, I think one of the, one of the directors or one of the stage managers saw that I was in there and like, you're ruining the magic for him. My dad was like, he's 10, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my, my son came to visit. He, 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 he's, it's the second time he's come to visit me. Well, no, he's four. Yeah. He came to visit me in Birmingham. I don't think that's, that's not Yorkshire, is it? But he no, came to no, visit no. me in Birmingham. Midlands. Uh, Midlands, definitely Midlands. Um, uh, and he loved to play, play with the lighting desk and, could actually, could actually, he, I could watch him, like, if I press red here, he yeah. goes red there, and he, can, he made the connection quite quickly. Uh, and then he came on the Skunk Connection Tour to Bristol, nice. and ended up playing on the drum kit a little bit, and, and yeah, it's, it's one of those Amazing. kind of, like, nice moments, you know what I mean? Like, Is he any good at drums? Uh, for a four-year-old, yeah. yeah. He's, every hand and every feet, nice. both, both feet and both, both hands are doing, doing doing different things, so, um, yeah, maybe I'll have to dig out my old drum kit and yeah, yeah. set it up in the house and be that parent. Yeah, play yeah. the drums okay. play the drums I'm going on tour now bye <laughs> yeah 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 I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. leave you with that noise <laughs> yeah yeah that's not my problem <laughs> yeah. no I think that will go down very well <laughs> yeah so you then so you, the Muse Absolution tour yeah. I, I went to that the elbow supporting they were yes. yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. so I went to that in Nottingham oh yeah I went to an ex- Exeter it was the last day of the tour so, because I live in Bristol, yeah. so Exeter, we all hometown show for them. Pre- yeah, it was. Yeah, mm. and it was the drummer's birthday. It was in like kind of a, I think it was in like an abattoir or something like that. It was weird. Mm. It was in a weird yeah, location for a gig. Um, Mine was in Standard Arena for sure. Yeah, yeah. no, but th- this wasn't a standard thing. They would kind of, um, it was it was it was big. It was like mm. there was there was like an arena sized crowd there, but I don't think it was a gig venue. It was something that they had turned into a gig venue. Um, but yeah, I just I just remember that was the moment where I realized what lighting can do in a, mm. in a rock in, in a rock scenario or in a concert scenario yeah where as opposed to just in theater world and how my knowledge of drums and and and, and bpms and tempos and time signatures and all that sort of stuff can really coincide with so were lighting. you noticing that when stuff was happening yeah for sure and ollie who does who did lights for music at the time mm-hmm. and did, did them for about 20 years um he's he's one of the best you know what i mean so yeah. the cues were on point and yeah it was really it was, it was yeah. really amazing to see you know what i mean i think so i'd i a bit of a link back around here so i first saw muse in 1999 wow here when it was called the leeds town and country club wow supporting skunk and Nancy. wow okay just, yeah, yeah yeah just before just before showbiz came out Nice. Um, and I remember they, they, I got told the light Radiohead and then they came out and started with Uno. Um, and the crowd yeah. went mental <laughs> and I got a split lip and I was like, this isn't soft like Radiohead. <laughs> this is, I wasn't sold this. Yeah. Um, but it was awesome. I, and I, I have to say, I think Showbiz is my favorite album. Yeah. 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 I've, yeah. Yeah. As, as much as I absolutely do love what they do now. Um, and it's I very, think they're, it's very, they're very, different. yeah, it's very different. And, um, I, I kind of, my listening habits for them, stop after origin of symmetry um but i've got complete respect for what they do because yeah. they're amazing at what they do and there's there isn't anybody else that does it yeah um so fair play and well, yeah. i'm quite interested to see where the new record comes out because the, the the single that they've done off that is actually quite it's like a b-side era. it's like yeah, a b-side yeah. from that from that era yeah. yeah so i i would like to think they've gone we don't need to be commercial anymore let's just mm. do something yeah yeah but then they said that about the drones album and 
and the others before. But yeah, for sure. So let, sure, let's let's just see what happens. I love the fact that they love what they do, and that's pretty much all I'm all but, I expect from from artists. Is, yeah, you know, if if you're not making music for yourself, then what's the point? Or yeah. even like doing doing anything, doing your hobby for yourself. If you're trying to do it for someone else, what's the point? Yeah, yeah what's, the, what's the actual point in that? Like you're supposed to all of these because I, I I class my job as my hobby that I've turned into a job, and I'm very very fortunate for that. Yeah. And if I'm not doing it for myself, then why why am I? Yeah. Leaving Absolutely. Home, you know what I mean? So that the same goes for anyone who's creative. If you're not doing it for yourself, then yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because it will, it will, it will more than likely be shit. And if it's not shit immediately, then it will quickly become dated and shit. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Or, or it'll be very obviously plagiarized from something else. You know, what I mean? and, and we all know what, yeah, what, what that's like. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So you then, yeah. So you watching muse and uh, and experiencing that side of it and putting the two together the skills that you've got and the the kind of the elaborate nature which that's a great example because they yeah. yeah there wasn't many people doing that at that time uh, unless it's you know um maiden or of course ACDC. Yeah, yeah. but then again that's a step up that's that's yeah. essentially stadium touring isn't it this was a british band who weren't much older than me you mm. know what i mean Go, oh okay the, 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 there's probably a decade between us or i, I don't know how old yeah. these are actually but they're not that much older than me and just to see someone doing something so creative on stage with their music and their visuals and it's the first time i've properly seen video walls being used yeah yeah well you know what i mean and they had like the they had the album artwork on a backdrop which then dropped mm. out to reveal the uh to reveal the video screens it's just it was it was very theatrical and, yeah. I, could, and I could definitely see how how it all linked together and i, I definitely remember walking away from that because my my friend pete jukes's dad picked us up and i was sat in the car I was very quiet i was just like Right, this is game changer. This is what I want to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. That's a nice moment and a, and a great band to have to have that association with. Yeah, for for a moment like yeah, that. Yeah. And then I heard, I, I've heard that you you then. I imagine there was much more in between here, but a kind of the next stepping point was a was it a Led Zeppelin tribute <laughs> band. <laughs> yeah. So well, so from school I went to th- uh, to theatre. Well, uh, did a BTEC in technical theatre, and then went into uh, working at the Bristol Hippodrome and then from there quite quickly went on to three or four years of touring musical theatres, mm-hmm. theatre shows, sorry, like like Cabaret, Blood Brothers, yeah. Anita, that, that sort of stuff. And like starting from like what's called LX number two, which is unloading the trucks, setting the show up and then doing the follow spots and calling the local follow spots. Mm-hmm. So there'll be myself on one follow spot and then two or three other. And you'd have to be calling the queues while you're doing it yourself, which was, which was great fun and... Um, and I uh, deferred my place at uni to go and do that cabaret tour, and then I deferred it, called up to defer it again because that tour got extended and I got asked to stay on. And the best bit of advice I had been given at that point was, well, you don't need to come here then, do you? Because you would have because, been learning to do what you're actually doing. Exactly. You're essentially be taking a step back down yeah. to come. Um, and there's, yeah, an advan- there's an advantage to getting a, a knowledge base and stuff sure, like that, but if, sure. you, and, if and, you're and, doing well enough to be kept on yeah on, on and a tour like yeah. as well and for me i don't think the uh the the education route would have worked you know i mean i'm very practical like, like mm. quite a lot of creative people but yeah from from i was working on a production of the king and i and two two things happened at the same sort of time i started working with and you're gonna like this because <laughs> i've actually just realized the link um so the led zeppelin tribute band which was called uh live zeppelin yeah and it was in 2007 it was a, it was a, almost exactly the same time as the Led Zeppelin O2 gig. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and we were getting reviews like, don't spend 150 quid on a ticket, just go see these guys. And, and, and you know, I mean, which is, which is really cool. And I had like yeah, that's six LED park ends, which at the time LED park ends were, were very basic and very yeah, new. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had, we had the live Zeppelin and then I was, and then I started working with a band called Rolo Tomasi. Oh yeah, great. Yorkshire, yeah, Sheffield yeah. band. Sheffield band, yeah. And it's, it's hard to say this without sounding weird. It was, it was a step down, step back in my career because mm. I was working in theatre as as a chief LX, chief chief of lighting, which was essentially relighting the shows in, in prestigious theatres mm-hmm. all over the world. But I was like, I'm making someone else's lighting design work in these rooms, which is great, and I learned so much from that. And I things I learned back in the, in that high end theatre world, I I still use on a daily yeah. basis. Like this, this skunk show is very theatrical, and that's what Skin wanted. But um, and that might be why I'm here, to be brutally honest with you. But um, uh, yeah, I started working with like Rolo Tomasi, mm-hmm. doing some festival shows with them, and Live Zeppelin. I just realised, right, I need to pause here. I'm only 24, 20, 24, 25, whatever, and let's take a little 
step back from that theatre stuff and try this for a bit because I this is this is I get a feeling from this I get a buzz yeah. from this and it's it's me it's it's my stuff and and who who doesn't like Led Zeppelin if you if you're a rock fan who doesn't like Led Zeppelin yeah. it's very dynamic music and it was very good to learn what I was doing on on the Overlight's desk mm-hmm. which I still use to this day. Um, so in theatre world, I was using what was called a Grand May desk, which is like the flagship line desk. It's, it's, yeah, okay. it's cool. Um, and then again, maybe I did, Ava will fucking kill me for saying this, but maybe I took a step back by moving on to Avalites, which is a little bit more basic, especially at the time, which is 2007. So they're, yeah. they're in, we're using Avalites on this tour and it's a, it's now like, a Grand May competitor is completely, um, completely up. But there. they were in their early days. At but that in their, point. Well, not not even in their early days. But it was it was a, it was a different different thing back then. So okay. I, was, I was I was moving moving away from the Grand May and and all this networks and all this sort of very very complex lighting systems mm-hmm. to just six LED park ends, a bit of DMX cable, which is essentially XLR yeah, yeah. cable, but with five pins. Um, and and a console and it was it was my cues it was my it was my creative freedom to do what how I wanted to light the band and and uh, uh, lighting should always be the like I said it should be the garnish to a good band yeah and the band should nice. always be the focus you know I mean like and there's no point doing good lights for a shit band yeah really you know I mean like if, if the band detract <laughs> to, to a certain extent yeah or I mean, they might they might thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> people Maybe. come along just for the light Maybe. but but like th- 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 what I mean by that is the band have to be the focus and the base level of the enjoyment yeah. of the audience and then everything else I, I like the term garnish because it's just it's very important yeah. garnish but it's it's the the filler around the outside to create moods and atmospheres and times yeah. and, and looks and stabs and accents and all this sort of stuff um yeah but so those, those two bands definitely made me realize oh this is what i want to do and i, I haven't well i've done some theater stuff since but not that's definitely not my, that's not my bread and butter yeah. anymore. No, I've I've done some theatre style shows for TikTok and some other bits and bobs like, and, and that's a nice come around and mm. and like the, like I said, this Skunk and Nancy tour is quite theatrical in the way it's um uh it's it's not like a standard rock and roll gig where mm. everything's happening all the time. It's it's more of looks and and environments for the band to play in um, with a very nice set that I've designed as well with um, God, that's, that's very I've just fucking bigged myself up there no yeah but, um, go for it <laughs> who else is going to what I mean by I think it's a very nice set where it's all, all yeah. basically the all the lighting sources are hidden away behind okay. metal grill um, to nice. a certain extent so if you don't know they're there you don't know they're there yeah. which is, which is kind of nice um, and again that's very theatrical because you, yes. you would hide lighting sources in theatre and all this sort of stuff so yeah very nice set yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> Well, I like it, so that's fine. I'll, 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 I'll let I'm, you know. I'll put it. I'll put it in the intro. I'll uh, confirm, <laughs> confirm or deny. Oh man! Oh, give me a microphone. I'm just talking. <laughs> so, so this is why I'm at the back of the room, and yeah. no, no one's looking at me. Yeah, yeah you're in the dark shadows. Where I belong. <laughs> so, in, in terms of them, um, you, you mentioned kind of doing festival shows. So, yeah, how does that? How does your approach, um, and I guess kind of the technicalities, differ between a touring production like yeah. this specifically to yeah. uh, to a festival show, and especially I guess when the when you got as is coming up festival season, chucked in the middle of kind of a touring pattern as well. Yeah, how do you approach that? Uh, so if it's there's loads of loads of varying factors, like what time of day is it going to be? Mm. Is it, are we in a tent? Are we open there? Um, are we supporting? Uh, are we headlining? You know what I mean. And, and on this this summer with skunks, gonna be interesting because we're we're headlining some, we're we're main mm. support to other things, or we're rolling on and off. So you gotta you gotta you gotta make sure the lights can be seen through the sun if you're um, uh, if you're on during the day. And that's maybe where what I what a lot of people call flash and trash is, is it comes in. You just need it to be big, bold looks that yeah. you can be fighting over the subtleties are well out the window. Yeah, so. But then, if you're headlining and you're at the night, then you can start playing with some some bits of Bob. So when we when we do go to the festivals, we'll have almost two versions of the show. We'll have the subtle show when we're headlining, but then it'll be emphasised and um, less subtle yeah. during the daylight stuff. You know what I mean? And and and, and, and the beauty of as you'll see, we have these sixteen towers that are um, mesh fronted. So mm. even on a daylight show. Well, as soon as they roll onto stage, we're going to have a set. We're going to have a scenic yeah. element, quite, quite, um, quite an imposing. Yeah, we're going to change the shape of the stage straight off the back, and even before the lights come on, it's going to be skunk stage, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, there's loads of different challenges, even just down to 
um, for example, Iron Maiden are on after you, and mm-hmm. they've left you 14 foot stage space because their show's too big. You know yeah. what I mean? That does happen. Or Volbeat are another one. You know what I mean? Like their shows, <laughs> or um, uh, Ramstein. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like play, yeah, playing before Ramstein is an honor, but it's a it's a chore at the same time. You know what I mean? It's like so, at Hellfest. 2016 I was with Bullet for Valentine on the same stage so it was yeah. Bullet it was like an AB flip-flop stage so it was okay. Bullet uh, Hatebreed and then Ramstein okay. so Hatebreed were on the different stage and yes. they would play between the changeover um, but obviously Ramstein have a lot of stuff yeah <laughs> you know what I mean and they push back as far as they can and um, Till is a pyrotech so he does get it quite a lot so they are very accommodating compared yeah. to some well, other they, they all are haven't they, they, all are, got, they, they really are because they've gone and reinvented the, the whole so the safe, whole game for that safety procedures Ramstein pioneered are now being used by Disney and Cirque du Soleil that's mental <laughs> that is amazing though isn't it's, it? it's great isn't it yeah. Um, but yeah so at that uh, so that particular Bullet for Valentine tour had this big upstage riser that just essentially mm-hmm. had everything in it and we rolled yeah. it straight off but it was raining so we we couldn't get the truck on the door for what I think there was, it, the, the, it was too muddy or something like yeah. that so we had to kind of leave it in Ramstein's way and they were very cool about it, but Till wanted to watch Hatebreed, so he was just leaning. I, I didn't know it was Till at the time; he was wearing a big coat hidden away. But he was just leaning on our set, and I, like, as soon as the truck came, I just came up, slapped him on the back, and went, "Excuse me, mate, I've got to move this." And he was like, oh, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Um, I was like, oh, "No, no, you can lean on that as long as you want, mate." <laughs> he turned around, <laughs> but, but he, but he fully, got, yeah. he fully got it, and he was like, "No, no, I'm in your way, sorry," and, and just and one, so that was kind of cool. That's nice, Whereas, you know. What I mean? But um, same thing happened with Bruce Dickinson actually at Coco on, on a working with a Japanese band called Crossfaith. Mm-hmm. His son's band was support. I forget what his son's band were called now, but um, maybe As Lions or something like that. Or okay, yeah, that something like that. I can't remember. But his son's band was supporting, and I was running around backstage with a massive sixty-three-three three-phase cable, which is like the big mains cable to our to our right. distros. Quite heavy thing. Mm. And I bumped into him and I said, "Oh, sorry, after you." And he went, "No, don't be silly. You're working after you." You know what I mean? And so the, these old school pros yeah, nice. know what they're doing, and they exactly, under- they understand yeah. crew aren't aren't in. Their way to ruin their day, and which is not. Well, you'd hope so, especially with with those two it's, it's, people it's, specifically. Those two people specifically. If, yeah. if they have, they don't have an understanding of how important crew are, then something's gone very wrong. I would be a little bit concerned, but yeah. um, I mean, it's not always the case, and I'm not going to name and shame. No. But there are some absolute pricks out there. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, and that's. I guess there's a there's a, a danger element, like you said. You know, you've worked with with some people that you were listening to, and you know, there's that danger element when they For ask sure. you to to work with them. Like, Am I going to ruin ruin these albums? Luckily, yeah. the three the Hellespheros, Subways, and Six. I, w- I will work with them whenever they want me to work. Yeah. With them. You know, they, they're, they're amazing human beings. Good to know. Good yeah, to yeah know. for sure. For sure. Yeah. I, there, there's some six shows at the end of the year, which I'm looking forward to. And, um, yeah, real privilege for that. But mm. I've, I've, I have always been careful. I, if, and this is all, these are always hypothetical scenarios in the back of my head. If I got asked by Tool or if I got asked by Nine Inch Nails, would I say yes to that? Because I don't want to ruin the music for myself. Mm-hmm. I will probably say yes to it. <laughs> If that ever happens, of course I'll say yes. There's a consideration. There's a consideration like, do I want to ruin a muse maybe? If I ever got asked to do muse, do I want to ruin my childhood or or potentially ruin my childhood by not enjoying that tour? Mm. Yeah. I'll say yes to all three of them. Of course I I fucking will. Just put um, it out there right now. Yeah, yeah, if anyone's listening, (laughs) my my number is. (laughs) But you know what I mean by that. Yeah, well, um, with with this, you know, I only... uh, you know, people ask me, you know, has anybody been a complete dick? And luckily, I can honestly say no, nobody has. Challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Let's see how this goes. Um, yeah, luckily, nobody has. Um, and, you know, I also get comments of, you know, you're very nice to everybody. It's like, well, yeah, I don't do this for any money. This is a pure yeah, yeah. passion project. So I'm only going to speak to people who I respect and who, who I enjoy um, their work. So, yes, I'm going to be very complimentary because I'm not going to go and hunt out some people and spend some time going, I think you're really shit. It'd be a very and different uh, podcast, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would. <laughs> Maybe a spin-off. Um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I've always joked. So in, in COVID, I was um, working on some TV shows, Tipping Point and The Chase. Um and I've Tipping always, point based on the best arcade game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the two piece, ten piece yeah. machines. Um, uh, but I was always, you know, Gogglebox, the TV show where it's mm-hmm. like people watching TV, people yes. watching people watching TV. Um, I've always kind, kind of half joked that maybe we should do like one in the TV galleries because some of the things that were said, we'd probably get fired. You know? I mean, but like, <laughs> like, so, well, not, not me, obviously, but, um, so the, some of the things I heard the director say about some of the contestants was uh, <laughs> certainly interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I can but, imagine um, you get all sorts. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, but you're right though. If, we, if anyone who does anything creative does it for the love of it, and if you get paid for it, that's a bonus. Mm. 
you know what I mean? And like I said, I, I feel very fortunate that I've turned my hobby into a job. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's, that's, so that's you've, amazing. You've toured all over the world. Um, and yeah, strange, strange enough to when I contacted you to then to then discover that uh, yeah you have a, a, a we have a mutual friend yes um, in Max and, and Crossfaith I guess mm. was was where that potentially started yes so we worked on wait so we toured together on Crossfaith he mm-hmm. was TM well I think he was Guitar Tech to start off with but and I won't go into too many details I won't name a shame but me and him basically TM that tour because someone else didn't yeah um, <laughs> that's, that's as political as I can get there um, but then he started working with a band called Counterfeit yep uh, and I ended up designing that tour as well with him and we, we worked closer okay, together right, yeah, me, yeah. Me, and, me and Max have been in some very interesting situations together and pulling shows out of out of, out of somewhere and yeah, yeah. No, I've got a lot of time for him he's, like, he's not yeah. working he's one of the casualties of COVID though, unfortunately he's working yeah. he's working in a guitar shop now yes and yeah, yeah. enjoys it and doesn't want to be on the road anymore and I won't give too much of his life away, but no. it, like kind of just, and that's a shame. And I respect that, but the industry's lost someone really, really good mm-hmm. there. And, uh, I've told him that on many occasions and he's, he's completely set on, he doesn't want to tour right yeah. now. It's not, not for him. Hopefully he'll come back at some point, but, and that's, that's fine. I, like I said, I respect that, but, um, we have lost some incredible crew over the last couple of years because mm. life's got in the way and you have to pay the bills somehow. We've, we've lost, we've also lost some of the crew who didn't necessarily want to be here. If that makes sense, like, okay, like yes. the, some non-regrettable casualties. Yeah, I like that term. Yeah, yeah, I like that. What's, what's the acronym of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, but and I, what I mean by that is uh, the grumpy house tech who, yeah. as an example, should be lighting muse for seven hundred fifty quid a day. Off you go then. There's a reason why you're not. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but they keep telling you, "Oh, I once worked for Wasp or whatever." I don't know. Cool, great. Yeah. <laughs> Should we concentrate on today's job? <laughs> yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of people like that um, have like lim- um, liquidated their limited companies and gone off to do other things. And I know someone's working for BT as a broadband engineer, and that that particular person, that again, that's another casualty. The guy called Will Dart, who should be definitely back in the industry, but I think he's again enjoying the regular because mm. this 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 is not a um, this, this is not a very um, social. Well, it's a very social thing, but it's a very anti-social job. As as in, like, we're working weekends, we're working all through the summer, we're working... Predominantly evenings. evenings. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, I've I've already had to book off my son's first day at school because I'm not missing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to think, you're thinking about it. You, you always miss weddings, you miss birthdays, you... Yeah, it's, 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 it's a very privileged job and you get to fly around the world on someone else's credit card. But the things that you get from a nine-to-five job aren't there, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And the, the, a lot of people have seen that. Yeah, and I, you know that was one of the things I didn't didn't speak to Max for like face to face for for a good few years whilst he was um, off with you. Um, sure. And, uh, <laughs> but you know he would he would often check in. And, you know, there's loads of stuff that people that he would meet. You know, of you know bands that I went to see with him, and, and you know bands that we we grew up listening to, and that I was chatting to him about and stuff. And then he post all these things, and you think, "Wow, that's what amazing!" And yes, he would hundred percent confirm. There's a whole load of you know life affirming uh, experiences yeah. that he's had, and then it's like, but obviously, it's social media. I'm not going to post the shit times for sure. And Wait, really how long awesome. we sat in this airport for? Well, while we wait yeah. for a connecting flight, or yeah, um, Crossfaith especially. They're, they're they're a crazy band from Japan. Who um, I'm trying to think of a story that we can tell, but <laughs> probably can't really. Um, yeah, there's been some interesting moments with that. Yeah, and usually I, involving I think, Jägermeister. <laughs> I think that company has a lot to answer for. They definitely, yeah. do. <laughs> especially with especially with that uh, with that man. Uh, well, Crossway have a song for context called called Jägerbomb. Oh, and yeah. at one point, there was more boxes of Jägermeister in, in the truck than merch. Wow! Because they just kept giving it to them. I was like, stop giving them alcohol. <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> just stop it. They'll still promote you. <laughs> just yeah. stop giving them alcohol. Uh, there's um, we supported Limp Biscuit on the Kerrang tour in 2014. And uh, in the Hatchet in Bristol, which is my mm. essentially my local pub, they bought fifty shots of fifty Jaeger bombs and lined them up down the bar and did the whole domino thing in the oh, shot oh, wow. falling in. And that was in their that was in their music video. So um, and that was a tame night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prob- probably not many stories for the podcast for that. Um, um, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll tell you later. <laughs> so in in terms of I guess bucket list places that you've been to that you can like quite that you can tick off yeah. anywhere that surprised you that you've you've kind of ended up. 
okay, yeah. So like off the beaten track vibe, or just somewhere I wasn't yeah, expecting to yes, go. Yes, both. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did a festival in the middle of the Costa Rican jungle. <laughs> what? Um, as as what, what festival? It was called Envision Festival. It's, it's, it goes every year. I think it's every February, and it's like a the LA yoga hippie vibe right. comes down yeah, to yeah. the Costa Rican uh, jungle, and it's right on the equator in a clearing with like a short let's say 100 meter winding path through the jungle to to, to a beach it's beautiful wow uh, i'm i'm a, a, a i'm a guy from bristol it was too hot for me but um <laughs> just a just a, a beautiful place to work and we the, the, the shows would go on and there'll be a sunrise set and the headlines will play to the sunrise and it'll be very very hippie and wow. very very amazing and um then we would go and jump in the pacific and and go for a swim in the morning and go to bed um i slept on on site on two wooden pallets and a bit of foam mm-hmm. um and a sleeping bag uh and then on my last day uh just before i went to the airport to fly home they went oh we got an airbnb down the road for you. okay cool um so we went to the airbnb had a shower and stuff like that sorry no just a, just a bnb not an airbnb yeah, yeah. um and the, when i checked in the uh the receptionist said oh mr campbell we've been expecting you for two weeks <laughs> oh, fuck off there's 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 there's, there's um there's hammocks overlooking a beautiful sea view but it was part of the experience yeah. and i'm glad I, I never looked underneath the uh the bit of foam yeah because no. i'm sure it was insect Bugs. central yeah yeah because we're, we're six inches off the ground you know what i mean in hindsight it's a really stupid thing to do but i definitely remember waking up one day to the sun coming through it wasn't even a tent it was just like mm-hmm. a box of material and there was like seven of those put together and, and you had your own room essentially. And I definitely saw like sun coming through and then a meter away from my face on the other side of the, um, material, like a massive silhouette of a spider. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm just going to slowly go over this way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, uh, that's, that's a worst I mean, I, w- I would go back there again. I would go back there again, but it's, uh, it's just not something I've, that was 2015, 16 yeah. maybe. Um, and yeah, I mentioned that wind, 100 meter winding path through the jungle to the beach. We were told very, very intently, you stick to the path, you do not cut through, even though there's like, it meanders. So yeah. there's like cut through points where you can just quickly cut the corner. Um, I did that once. And you know, when you go to the zoo and you see a boa constrictor in front of you, <laughs> there was no glass this time. I was like, stick to the path, you yes. fucking dickhead. <laughs> wow. Listen to what they say. Um, so that was that was a that was a moment of oh yeah yeah I'm, yeah. I'm not you know I can you know I'm Bristol anymore. yeah I mean, this is the real jungle <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah actual real yeah, jungle yeah. not the rainforest cafe in Disney <laughs> <laughs> for sure but yeah so that was that was a pretty cool place um, and then just being able to go to amazing festivals around the world and you're sharing a dressing room next to Iron Maiden or mm. or whatever and just seeing. Or like just Josh Hom walks past you. You're like, hey man, how you doing? Good morning, how you doing? You know what I mean? It's like that's Josh Hom. Yeah, <laughs> that's Josh Hom. He's there. He's just hanging out. You know what I mean? And I it's... could touch him. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> that's frowned upon nowadays. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's a very surreal job that maybe I started taking for granted a little bit. I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. Maybe I did. In hindsight, I, I certainly never tried to take it for granted. I was always very aware of how how much of a privilege it was, especially in 2019 working with some like massive doing massive shows for 36 to mars and wherever you go you're headlining and yeah that's a real for a, for a lampy that's a that's a lampy stream you know i mean you, t- you turn up it's your stage for the day yeah it's, 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 it's your thing we put our rig in and and away you go and you've got the headliners compound backstage and you are essentially billy big bollocks and yeah, you, yeah. You, 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 you get to dictate the day a little bit and uh that's what i've been leading that's what my career has been leading up to and yeah, yeah. I don't think I took it for granted, and I certainly don't now. You know what I mean? It's it's um it's a very fragile job that can disappear very quickly. Yeah, I mean, um, you'd, you'd think the music in you know music will never go away, art will never go away, and you know prior to pandemic, it was always a kind of a given. Oh, this will always happen. There's no way that you know things like festivals and stuff will ever stop. But, but it just goes two, to show two years of uh, yeah of uh, festival stopping. But um, yeah, it's a very privileged job. A hobby that I've turned into a job, and yeah, yeah. I love every second of it. Amazing. So, what one thing I do want to there's well, there's two things I want to, to mention. So, one, you're a knight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Technically, a knight. A two-time knight. Two times. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, I hate, see, I hate talking about myself, and I knew coming on a podcast <laughs> would be would be a problem. Uh, you know, so there's a thing called the Knight of Illumination Awards, 
and it's a set it's nicknamed the oscars of the lighting world yeah and for whatever reason and again this is something i hadn't quite realized until we had paused in, in this forced sabbatical of covid but um i got shortlisted four times in five years wow i won two of them and you get given a like legit sword that yeah. if there's a zombie apocalypse with that it's gonna come into come in handy yeah, you know? yeah. But you get knighted as a knight of illumination and yeah it's, it's a it's cool they that's for for what i essentially i jokingly i'm very modest about i flashlights at bands and sometimes they're in time with the band you know what i mean but for i i forget people are looking at what i do and because mm-hmm. like I, I genuinely do this for myself and if if other people as long as the band are happy yeah that's my main concern as long as the band are enjoying what we're doing i don't, I don't care if the audience don't like it to us no, i do of course i do but it's um i forgot people were watching what i did and when i got the shortlist for the first one i was working with an artist called anna calvi oh yeah, yeah. and mercury um, prize winner yeah she's and, and just full-time legend okay the closest thing to hendrix uh, the closest thing to Jimi hendrix we have nowadays. yeah yeah okay if you, you have to go and watch it and just watch yeah, it i've not seen her live she's her, her insane 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 guitarist but um yeah we did some shows with the Her- london heritage orchestra which um i think it's like an 80 piece orchestra and that got shortlisted and won the that category and uh yeah, I wasn't. I, I I genuinely just went there for a night out. Yeah, because oh, it's nice to be nice to be in uh, in uh, in the shortlist. Mm. Genuinely, yeah. just incredible to be in the shortlist. And I was sat on the Averlights table, the the Light and Death Company I, I, I mentioned, um, and I joked, let's, let's just have a good night. And, and just before just before they started giving out the awards, we the, the boss of Averlights brought some tequila to them. We did four shots of tequila. I was like, okay, that, that's fine. It, it doesn't matter. Tonight, I was up against Enter Shikari and James Bay or something like that. And I was like, yeah, Shikari's yeah. definitely going to win. Yeah. Bay's, probably, <laughs> Bay's more than likely going to gonna beat me. You know what I mean? And, and then they called my name out. I was like, oh. Oh, this is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is an interesting situation we got into. And I'd never really spoken in public before. And there's 3,000 people there. You have to go up and give wow. a short speech. Which and, you uh, planned? No. Because I wasn't expecting to win. <laughs> Genuinely, I, I'd, I'd luckily half thought of like an opening line, which was you're giving a sword to someone who's watched far too much Game of Thrones, so you only have, <laughs> so you only have yourself to blame or something. And that got a laughing truck. So it was yeah. held in Troxy. It's now held in the the Hammersmith Apollo, which is mental. A lighting design yeah. award is held in the Hammersmith Apollo, and it's it's a lovely thing that you get to be in a room full of lighting designers mm. and, and industry friends who. We are working on different tours at the same time. You don't often get to see each other. You sometimes bump into each other at festivals and, and yep. hang out. And, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, my name got called out, went up and, and said, said that. And, uh, one of my, one of my lighting heroes is a guy called Ed Warren. And as I started walking up towards the stage, he, so he does Mumford and Sons and right. loads of, like, he knows what metronomy mm-hmm. and, um, the strokes. I think he did some incredible stuff. Um, as I was walking up towards the stage, I got a massive bear hug. I thought it was being kicked out or something like that. They haven't actually called your name up. You're just wandering up like an idiot. Yeah. But I got a massive bear hug from him. He was like, I'm fucking proud of you, Campbell. And I was like, that, that's, that was nice. It was, a, it, was a, it was a very enjoyable evening. But um, yeah, they then post the sword to you. Because I think the first year they did it, I think it's been going definitely 15 years, maybe. maybe mm, I don't know. It's been going at least 10 years. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not a good f- idea to give drunk people swords. Well, this is the thing. The first year they gave the first year was only one sword given out. I think now it's at least twenty every every for different like mm. there's an opera category, there's a TV category, all sorts of um, concert from uh, there's three concert. I think there's three concert categories. There's an arena, stage, and club. So there's different stages, mm-hmm. different budgets to, to, to play with. Um, I think the first year this could be a myth. I don't know, but I've certainly heard the first year that they. Uh, did the awards they gave the sword to the person on the night who then took it home on the tube and had a problem with the police yeah you know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah they posted you now yeah makes sense that's yeah. probably probably wiser wiser yeah and uh so the second one um your shoe technician a shoe <laughs> yeah fair enough that's that's niche man when did you hear that <laughs> oh just i've got my sources okay well, fair <laughs> enough. um wow yeah so it was a crossfaith tour in Japan. I think this is what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> um, crossfaith tour in Japan. We had a band from Yorkshire called yeah. While She Sleeps. This was 2013, supporting. And obviously, like, I was the only Western member of the crossfaith crew. Mm-hmm. And I don't speak Japanese. I really, really try, but it's quite a difficult language. Yeah. Um, so 
we're in a bar in, in Tokyo and these sit, well, the, the five bands, uh, the five band members and their tour manager at the time, Elliot Taylor, who's Loz's mm-hmm. brother, come into the bar and the six Yorkshire guys and we got on like a house on fire. Um, yeah, they were, they were supporting, I can't remember, I think we played Nagoya or somewhere like that in, in Japan and Matt's shoe came off and whilst he was singing and playing guitar, I ended up putting his, his converse back on in like a full, full style and yeah, that's, that's, that's fair play, that's, that's niche. Nice. Um, <laughs> That's that's a deep dive. I think they call that yes. on, on hot ones. Um, but um... any any other sort of <laughs> similar scenarios to that? Random things that have happened. That well, I mean, have, uh... one 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 anecdote about um, uh, sleeps is that because I, I then went on to like them for the brainwashed and you are we albums. Nice. Um, you are we great. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent a great album. Um, and it was the first time I'd you know in probably tonight but in in at yorkshire gigs mm-hmm. there's the chance of yorkshire yeah yorkshire so the first time i'd ever encountered that was on a steep show in germany randomly they, <laughs> they started doing it but the accent sounded like your shit yes your shit and uh, i was like i just uh, i think it was uh, i think the front of house engineer was a guy called drew at the time i was like why are they why are they booing them no, 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 yeah. no, it's just Yorkshire, Yorkshire. So that was the first time I'd ever encountered yeah, the famous a, Yorkshire chant. A, few, a fair few uh, American bands have had that whilst they're on stage, thinking that that's exactly what's being said. Yeah. 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 Well, some, it may have been, you never <laughs> know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, so that was quite fun. Yeah. Um, but as, as, as for shoe technicians, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've had that. I think that was a one, a one-time job and, I, I assume I got fired after it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, available if needed. Yeah, yeah. If anyone needs a shoe tech, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure other things have happened. I've been um, strap techs, like especially with sleeps, they would go wandering around the venue and would end up at front yeah. of the house standing. Matt would or Aaron would like put a foot on the lighting desk. You're like, please don't stand on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, like, yeah, but um, yeah, it's all part of the fun, really. Yeah, I've had I've had uh, I've had guitars thrown at me. That's far. Yeah. Well, no, no. As in, they, they would know, if, they, if they're oh, coming okay. out towards front of house, for like, or at least like throw a heads up towards you or something. Like that, yeah, bit, yeah. Bit, bit playfully. <laughs> um, but yeah, or uh, I, yeah, no, no more, no more shoe shoe technician I can think of. But cool. that, that's, where did you find that man? I don't think that's got on the internet. Uh, it must be. <laughs> it, it must, must be. be. It must be somewhere in the, in the dark corners of the internet. It'll be there. Well, I, like I will that. have. I will have found I like it. Um, so finally, before we before we wrap up, then I guess is there. Anything that you want to say about that's that's coming up? Uh, well, I don't know really. I'm just I'm just in a weird place now, work wise. Where like this tour's from 2019. Mm-hmm. There's shows from 2020 that's still to happen. There's shows from 2021, and then there's the 2022 shows. Um, working with a, a German metal band called Creator, who are incredible. So, so doing a new set design for them. Um, yeah, it's just I'm just very busy and trying to trying to keep the work home life balance as and as that, 50, has your, 50 as possible, but has your approach to that changed throughout this? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. No, I've just taken a bit of personal time off this tour, which I don't think I would have done pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we made sure um, the shows didn't suffer, but and then they didn't. Everyone, everyone here smashed it. But um, yeah, it's it's just just keeping keeping on doing what we're doing and trying to get back to a place where we're doing the shows that are actually this year's shows if that makes mm. sense so um a lot, a lot of bands have kind of they're pausing their records coming out until the end of the year so they tour next year rather than trying to come out because the, the the problem this year is there, there won't be enough portaloos or trackway at festivals i think people have forgotten that mm. there won't be enough trackway in the country to do all these festivals or portaloos or tour buses or any of the infrastructure that let alone the bands and the crews yeah you know what i mean so it's gonna be a very interesting summer i think it's gonna be it's gonna be chaotic um, doing some more stuff for Standby, the, uh, which we mentioned. I yes, I was going to say, um, which we'll is my my, my clothing company. But um, how, did, how did that start then? Standby. So it's, it's it's with my brother-in-law James. He's my business partner. He's a QVC presenter, and we'd always kind of at family functions, like being the like Christmas or, or birthdays, would be chatting in the corner. Wouldn't it be cool if we just did a, a, a decent T-shirt. And it was always just going to be a T-shirt company. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I mentioned to you at the start, I'd, I'd, I'd had, st- well, it was going to be on standby. It was actually going to be a podcast, um, kind of this sort of vibe, chatting with a friend, let's say so-and-so, Jimmy World's front of house engineer who I'd not seen, who I've not seen for mm-hmm. years. We'd go meet at backstage at a festival and you'd have all the ambient noise, like trucks going past or, 
or people milling around or a band sound checking in the background and it's going to be called on standby a bit of a podcast like that but it's really escalated to uh not just a t-shirt company a, 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 an ethically sourced clothing company we've got jackets we've got all the i've, I've turned into del boy basically and uh, the del boy <laughs> of the uh of the uh um, of the roadie world, but um, yeah, everything's got to have something unique you about your it. Your own stand next to the merch. Well, not not quite yet, no. But we are going to do like we had. We were talking with some festivals about having a back a little stand backstage at some festivals, yeah. and um, but we'll see. We'll see. We've we've got to kind of walk before we can run on that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, Bloodstock have asked us if we want to be backstage and um, maybe potentially nice. download. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and we, we, we're half thinking, I don't want to give too much away, but we are thinking about doing like a crew centric area backstage because sometimes the crew are forgotten at UK festivals, mm. you know, here's, here's your towel allowance. I'm not going to name any names, but it's Glastonbury. Um, <laughs> <laughs> here's your towels. How many people are in your band? Okay. Here's yeah. five towels. What about the crew? Don't worry about that. You know what I mean? So kind of half thinking, uh, and European festivals are great. There's crew welfare everywhere backstage. There's mm-hmm. crew massages and all this sort of stuff. But we're, we're half thinking of doing like a crew centric area backstage that tours around with the, with the, with the festivals. And maybe there's a, a tattoo shop there or a, a barber's or a laundrette or just a place to have a coffee with your mates. And, yeah. and you know, and may, we were joking that maybe the crew are on triple A's and if your band are cool enough, they can come in as your guest. Flip that's it, flip it right awesome. round. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Cause you know what? And, and, you know, it's been great to see some big names come forward throughout the pandemic and say, give these people some support because without them, you know, I, I as an artist don't mean shit. Yeah. I could just, I'll just be stood on a, a stage with no lights, yeah. with, you know, naked. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so Talking it's to been, myself. It's been, it, it absolutely, yeah, it absolutely needs to happen. And it's been good to see, you know, like Frank Turner's done a lot, a lot of work for that. Has. Um, and yeah, and, and many others have yeah, as well. Yeah, um, and it's it's great to see that there's been more acknowledgement to that. Yeah, um, and even like smaller bands have done like a, a t-shirt, and all the merch profits mm-hmm. go for, to go to the crew, and that's nice, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, so what's the what's the what was the idea behind the the kind of the clothing? Because I mean, we're looking at a hat. I'll take a picture of it, and it's yeah, it's got a, a sharpie. Um, or you know, permanent marker, non-branded stuff. <laughs> other pens are available. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, kind of a slot specifically for it, where just above where your ear would be. So, the, well, the, the story behind that, there's a there's an actual origin story behind that. So, I used to wear flat caps quite a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and in 2019 in Budapest, I know exactly where it was in Budapest on the 36th to Mars I would, I would stick it up here, like just yeah. So it's always nearby, just just in the through through the uh, like pointing up into the hat, so it just sticks in there um and the pen leaked oh. uh, and, for, and i had this big black smudge and i'll tell you what it's not a good look no um, how so did you find out about that that smudge oh i was very, I was made very, people, made, made very aware about it yeah and it was there for about three days as well yeah. even though i was frantically scrubbing the skin off my face but um so that kind of like almost out of necessity for me and i thought mm-hmm. well, if it benefits me maybe it'll benefit other people and we've not just seen pens in there we've seen um uh makeup brushes yeah you know what i mean like loads of other stuff like yeah, vapes yeah. you know what i mean people, people leave all sorts of stuff up there yeah if mini you know, mag lights mini we've definitely seen someone you well we've de- genuinely seen someone using a mini mag light in there as a head torch you yeah know what i mean so you can just see you what go. you so um yeah it's escalated but um everything's ethically sourced everything's organic everything's vegan um because these things are important and, mm. and we've tried to make it as fair a price as possible but like it's not uh, just just a t-shirt that with like a a band name on it. It's mm-hmm. not going to fade after one one or two washes. It's we try to longevity. We, long yeah yeah yeah. Buy well, buy once is 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 what we've been. That, that's the the, the mantra yeah. that we've been going for. And um, like I said, uh, I, I think I mentioned James is a QVC presenter. Mm-hmm. So where my knowledge and contacts stop, his start. So when we were looking for fabrics and and and, and all of that sort of side mm-hmm. of it, he he had it covered. And but it definitely escalated quite quickly from the podcast to. Um, to an idea like in 2017 a a, a family wedding or whatever um to oh actually we you know that idea we we spoke about we now have the time to do that in and that was like that was may 2020 yeah december 2020 we launched the website you know what i mean and uh so that was quite a quick process but Mm. also like from a very selfish point of view it gave us something to do in lockdown and keep our keep our brains busy and and because i don't know about you i'm not very good at doing nothing Mm. and I quite quite quickly realised maybe that's why I've gone from 
I've been very busy in the last 15 years because yeah. I, I don't like my brain stopping. Yeah. So, yeah, it really escalated. And, and now we've, we've just done a run of um, custom shirts for Foo Fighters. Um, and they did a couple of shows with them and uh, before, obviously, Taylor passed. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. That must have been awesome to get to get that oh, call or email. 100%. Or, well, it was so it was Dan Hadley who's their LD and a very very good friend of mine. So uh, I was working with Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, and we mm. were supporting Foo Fighters. I became friends with him because um, he's genuinely one of the nicest people I've ever met. Like, the, um, the, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you have to be he, to work with the Foo Fighters because they look they <laughs> seem to be some of I was the nicest say, Yeah, 100. But, but um, they won't take any shit on their tour. Also, he's, he's working for the one of the best bands in the world. He doesn't need yeah. to be a dickhead. <laughs> he's been there for years, um, but. Uh, he also so he's also the reason I don't drink anymore because um, he said something on a podcast I can't remember mm. what the podcast was but he said something that re- resonated with me that he had been sober for seven years and the reason he was um, <clears throat> was uh, scared of stopping drinking was that he, he thought he was going to lose his creativity mm-hmm. and um, that really resonated with me because I, I used to like do my designs late at night with a little glass of whiskey next mm-hmm. to me and I thought maybe maybe like the whiskey was where the creativity was coming from i'm, I'm now in june the first i'll be two years sober and well done um, congratulations and that's the, that's the thank you man. that's the, that's the biggest thing that's come come out of lockdown for me is because mm. it's been a little detox i guess because like it's quite it, it can be quite a place of i don't know what i'm trying to say here. the back, backstage you have the, you have the the stereotypes of yeah, what yeah. backstage well, looks like I can and imagine there's a lot of ease of uh, ease of access for sure uh, yeah, to, to almost anything you encouragement. want <laughs> exactly and it's also a bit of camaraderie and at the end of a loadout you've you've, you've earned a beer yeah, let's have a yeah. beer that beer becomes four you know what i mean yeah. and all of a sudden um, a party. exactly and it does happen and it happens like some of my booziest tours I'm not going to name which one it is, but it's four out of five band members are all sober, but the rider hasn't changed to reflect that. <laughs> so there's still five bands oh, worth, shit. band members worth of booze plus the cruise yeah, booze. Yeah. And it's just like, well, this, if, if we, wow. if we, the, the, the vibe on that one was if we don't drink it, they'll change the rider. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? I'm not going to name who was that. That, just, that um, sounds like hard work. It was, it, yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, it's, uh, but yeah, so, so, and it's, I'm certainly not saying I'm not going to drink forever. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm stopping drinking now, but for now I'm enjoying not drinking, and um, it's making touring slightly easier. To be honest with you, I'm getting more sleep, and it's, it's just a health, healthier vibe. Yeah. My mental health's in a good place. I'm, I'm getting up and being professional in the morning because the, the annoying thing about this industry as well, and it's a, it's a beautiful thing, but a lot of the jobs are made in the pub. You mm. know, what I mean, making those contacts, making those friends, and all that sort of stuff, and no one wants to read a CV, so. As, as long as you can be a cool person on tour, and that sometimes that involves being able to party, mm. um, that's sometimes how people get jobs over other people, and that's not always the right way to pick your crew. Yeah, you know, yeah, what yeah. I mean? you know what I mean. But um, possibly not for longevity again. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but but again, I've gone on a huge tangent there. But um, yeah, that was Dan Hadley from Foo yeah. Fighters. He, the, he, that was his um, that was his advice. And a friend of mine, Rob, who's a Rob Heilig, who's a stage manager in lockdown, did a hundred days of not drinking as a as a. I guess a detox, uh, a health kick. And he got to day 99. I was like, well, if he can do it, I'm going to do it. So I did a hundred days and neither of us have started drinking them yet. No. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very happy with that. It's, yeah, been, a, yeah, well it's been a productive thing to do, I guess. And Absolutely. It's, it's never, it's, it, I'm not saying never, but right now I'm okay with that. And there's, I, I've seen a trend of non-alcoholic beers coming out. And I think mm. Heineken have seen, um, they're not getting my money anymore and they freaked yeah. out. So they had to do a Heineken zero. <laughs> Shit, we need Tom's money. Yeah. Let's let's get it somewhere. Else. But um, yeah, but that, that was Dan. That was Dan's fault. And so he called us up, and uh, we, we just got chatting about standby. And I, I I probably approached him to say, look, this is what I've done. I'd love to know what you think. And then we ended up chatting about doing some custom stuff for Foos. Um, and we did some custom stuff for other bit young blood and all the crew. And the crew deserve to. And and it's all my industry contacts at the moment. Mm-hmm. We're really kind of pushing it to start. But we are starting to get inquiries from tours i'm nothing involved with and i've never met anyone on them you know which nice. is really which that's, is quite that's nice gotta be good um i just was quite happy to have the instagram page my business partner wants to be the next north face so if we can find a middle ground you know what i mean yeah. I, it, 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 we'll, we'll see what happens but we're Amazing. now trying to figure out how to do our day jobs and do the clothing company at the yeah. same time that's that's interesting <laughs> yeah abs- absolutely well i'll put links to 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 everything in the description of the podcast um, and, and one yeah, of one nice of th- one other thing with that is um 10 percent of everything goes to a charity called backup which is which helps crew in need in in, in dire time you know what i mean so um 
my design company is called Mirad, and the guy who founded that is a guy called Brian Leach, and he sadly passed from cancer a couple of years ago. Uh, and he was a huge supporter of backup. And the backpack we've got is called the Leech, and it's, it's, it's a nice, nice full circle of, of, um, of events, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, ten percent of everything goes to backup, and that will help roadies who who need it. You know, amazing, great. Well, thank you very much for your time. Much appreciated. Um, yeah, long, long may the uh, the touring continue, and great to see that you kind of got your life in in a place where you where you're really happy at the moment so that's yeah, that's awesome you. and, and I, I, yeah. I appreciate that i'm glad that comes across as well because i'm i'm yeah we're i'm enjoying touring you know i mean and i wasn't sure if i was going to after having two mm. years of being domesticated and and walking the dogs every <laughs> night and well yeah we'll, 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 we'll see what happens but um yeah good luck with the podcast because it's i think podcasts are great medium i i absolutely yeah. love podcasts so yeah fair play thanks for having me awesome no thank you very much cheers, cheers buddy there we go. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, as I said before, I absolutely love learning about the inner workings and the behind the scenes world of productions. So I found Tom absolutely fascinating. Um, and as I said, what a nice guy. Um, awesome to talk to and hope we can very much catch up again, uh, in the future, probably at Hell is for Heroes. That'll be awesome. Um, yeah, as I mentioned at the start, go check out his clothing and accessories brand, Standby, and use the code WIY10 to get 10% off your orders. Links are in the description of this episode. Um, the other thing, normally with my guests, I will put on some tracks of theirs onto the When in Yorkshire podcast playlist on Spotify. Now, Tom has given me two songs. One, Hell is for Heroes. Hopefully, if you've listened to the full episode, you'll understand why. And the second one, Learn to Fly by the Foo Fighters. And the reason being is that he listens to that track every time he takes off on a flight. Um, and as part of his job traveling the world, making people look awesome, he flies a lot. So he's listened to that quite a few times. Um, awesome song. Haven't heard it for ages. Um, and brilliant to hear it again. So I've added that. Please go check it out. So many great tracks on there. Um, yeah, enjoy it. That's all for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. I'll leave you with the rest of your day. So thanks very much and good night.